This is a Gotham. The city breeds a special class of criminal. People die here. People like us. ourselves staying I want to say stay cool because you know it's been very warm weather um, here in the UK in particular um, we've had obviously a lot of hot sunshine um, and I think it was raining the other yesterday actually in London so uh, um, they obviously needed the uh, the downpour <laughs> I suppose um, but yeah no it's been it's been it's been, a, it's been an alright week at work for myself in particular um, haven't been to the cinema since obviously I went to see a quiet place part two so that was like a, that was like what last month now um so I know films coming out we've got obviously fast nine next week so that's out on the 24th here in the UK um then we obviously got um black widow as well in July so I need to get get ramped up to go to see these films at the, the, the cinema if I, if I can um black widow we might just end up watching it at home probably via disney plus premiere access um so we'll see um yeah so there's there's been a lot going on this week uh <laughs> in terms of all things sort of like geeky related stuff um there's something I'm going to touch on next. <laughs> Got to choose my words carefully how I, how, how I say this. But uh, there was a Harley Quinn um, thing that went on um, regarding Batman and Catwoman. So I will get onto that very shortly. If you've been if you've been on Twitter and other social media platforms, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, caused a bit. I wouldn't say controversy, but more more of a um okay let, let's get all these memes and hashtags and other bits and pieces out there so it caused quite a stir is what i'll say in relation to harley quinn um it's the animated series that's on hbo max so yeah <laughs> really did not stir, stir the pot in that in that sense that's for sure um before before we get on to that uh, yesterday so obviously today is saturday the 19th of june as i'm recording this yesterday friday uh, was the big match in the Euros uh, between England and Scotland. It was much anticipated, so hyped that the match itself was disappointing on England's part. Scotland did pretty well. Um, they had a few chances. They didn't put them away. England barely made any chances. Um, they did have one, maybe a couple actually. Uh, John Stones hit the uh, hit, hit the, um, the bar. And um, yeah, they... It was just disappointing, basically, on for for England. Um, so yeah, the match ended up in a nil nil draw. So it was a bit dis as I can say, it was very disappointing on England's part. Um, Gareth Southgate, you know, he's not he's not picking the right players in terms of starting them on on you know for 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 these matches. Jack Grealish is one of one of England's greatest playmakers, um, and I don't know why he's not playing from the off. He came on as a substitute yesterday, but barely made an impact. Harry Kane is not getting any service. Um, you know, you've got you've got players like Grealish, you've got players like Sancho, you've got players like Bukayo Saka. These are players who can run down the wings, cause some problems. You know, Jack Grealish, like I say, he like he likes to run with the ball. He you know makes makes things happen. Defenders will follow him. I mean, he's he was the most fouled player 
in the Premier League for the last two seasons. That's saying something about his ability. If he's that, if he's been fouled that many times, you know, it's because people are scared of him. You know, defenders and, and, and other players are scared of playing against him. So that's why they try and take him down because he can make things happen. So, yeah. So, yes, England won their first match 1-0. Um, but I would say, I'd say for the next match, Czech Republic is the, is the final match. England need to win, basically, um, to get to get through. Because um, Scotland themselves, yes, they lost their first match to Czech Republic. But if they win their final match, um, they go through if they score enough goals and England don't do anything against the Czech Republic. So, yeah. <laughs> then again, I would love I would love for both England and Scotland to go through. So we'll see. But like I say, yeah, it was it was a bit, bit disappointing on England's part. My expectations are still quite low for for, for England. Um, I'm not going to be like, oh, you know, this is what we expect of them. But I'm just just remaining cautious, cautiously optimistic, I suppose. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, other parts of the Euros, um, Denmark have unfortunately crashed out. Um, obviously, if you watched last week's match between them and um, was it Finland, uh, what happened to Christian Eriksen was just oh, heart wrenching. I mean, obviously there, there's a pun there that was not meant to be said, but yeah, it was it was just painful to watch. He's fine. He's he's recovered. He's gonna get a new device put into him. You know to keep his heart going um whether or not we're going to see him play football again is another is another thing um i think obviously we all remember what happened to fabrice muamba many many years ago um playing for bolton and he collapsed um was essentially dead for like 78 minutes but then you know he was revived and um yeah he's not he's not played football since but again as i say i think christian erickson i don't know if he's gonna continue playing football or if he gets this new device put in for him, if that's going to allow him to still continue playing football, um, he's, I'm sure he's going to be out of commission for quite some time before he um, is playing club football again. I think he plays for Atletico Madrid, I believe. Um, so, yeah, um, thoughts going out to, to him and his family. I'm, gl I'm glad he's alive. I'm glad he's recovering um, and he's doing well. So, yeah, all, all, all good. Um, and, um, and I think it was on the match, was it yesterday? Not, not, not yesterday. Thursday or Wednesday when Denmark played the ne their next game um, they had a 10 minute break yeah when they played Belgium I believe they they stopped for at, the, at 10 minutes to you know applause for, uh, for for Christian Eriksen for a minute so that was that was a good good thing to see so that was great really really good um, okay so without further ado let, let's let's just crack on a um, couple of things to quickly mention well a few things uh, one Ned Beatty um, Otis from Superman the movie um, and he's been a few other things um, the, only, the only other thing I remember him in was in, was in um, Shooter with uh, Mark Wahlberg and Danny Glover um, he passed away at the age of 83 this week um, so yeah he'll be sorely missed I've seen you know people posting their obituaries and um, testimonials and other bits and pieces as well about him um, yeah, it turns out he was he was quite quite the character actor uh, way back when. Um, so yeah, so that's Ned Beatty passed away age eighty three. Um, it's also been twenty six years since Batman Forever premiered, and Val Kilmer um, posted a tweet about it, and uh, he um, you know has had this tweet of him posting with all the various um, 
like movie covers that he was on um, during during that time. I can't believe it has been twenty six years. You know, he's on the front of um, Entertainment. Um, there's a magazine called Details, another magazine called Movie Line, Empire, of course, and Interviews. All these magazines way back when um, that he was on the front cover of and pretty much front and center because of his role as uh, as Batman um, as well. So, yeah, he, he, he basically tweeted saying, has it really been 26 years as Batman forever? I always love learning more about this character. So complex and nuanced. Here's one you might find fun, especially if you're a fan of Frank Miller's Batman Year One. Bruce Wayne becomes Batman at age 26. Forever yours. So there you go. He's even given you a little bit of a uh, nice little link to Batman's age. And the fact that Batman Forever is also 26 years old as well. And Batman became, well, Bruce Wayne became Batman at the age of 26. Um, if you're a fan of Frank Miller's Batman Year One, that is. Um, so yeah, that's, yeah, I can't believe it. 26 years. Goodness me. Wow. Um, he actually he also weighs in on the um, Harley Quinn situation, and I'll, I'll get to that. <laughs> Honestly, it's hilarious. Um, some big names have been announced um, that will that are going to be getting their stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and some of these I even had no idea didn't even have one. And the one that stands out the most is Carrie Fisher. She she she's top of the list, um, so she's going to get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame alongside Willem Dafoe, Salma Hayek, Michael B. Jordan, Regina King, Ewan McGregor, Jason Momoa, Tessa Thompson, Ricky Gervais, uh, Macaulay Culkin, Bob Oldenkirk, Ming-Na Wen, and Keenan Thompson. So they are they are the, the names that are getting their stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 2022. Um, but like I said, I'm very surprised that Carrie Fisher's never, ne ne never got one, um, because Mark Hamill has one. Um, so you would think that you know Luke and Leia would have had one at similar times, but um, yeah. So no, please, please, she's getting one, um, even if it is posthumous. Um, so yeah, Jason Momoa as well. He he posted on Instagram about getting his uh, star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame as well. He was you know just happy to be amongst the likes of Ewan McGregor and uh, and other people as well. Um, yeah, he just couldn't believe his luck basically. But uh, yeah, they're all well deserved. Um, fantastic. So yeah. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Right, let's kick on with some news. A um, little bit of Transformers movie news because um, we know that the new Transformers film is being made. And Anthony Ramos, the actor who's in the new In the Heights movie that is currently being played in select in cinemas and obviously also on HBO Max. If you've got HBO Max, it's on there for for free for for the next month. Um, he's teased his upcoming role in the Transformers movies, talking about Stephen Cable Jr., who's the director, says he's a visionary, um, he cannot wait for people to see this man flex and really show everybody the fullness of his glory, we've got some things cooking up for y'all, so, good, look forward to it, I mean, I'm still a fan of the Michael Bay films, I, I love the Michael Bay films, I never had an issue with it, um, really enjoyed it, and obviously then they brought in Bumblebee, um, the solo film for him, um, that I again really enjoyed that as well so that's taken it into a different direction so again we're not too sure the, the full outlines of this new Transformers movie is it going to follow on from the Bumblebee film or is it going to be a whole new different path altogether we we will see so but yeah look, looking forward to the new Transformers movie anyway um, <laughs> this is quite funny Miss Piggy is going to appear as a guest star in the upcoming season of Ru RuPaul's Drag Race for those of you who watched that, for those of you who are fans of that, um, we know what Miss Piggy's like, and 
this should be interesting is all I'm going to say. <laughs> I don't watch RuPaul's Drag Race, but I'm sure my friends, I know people that, that I know that do watch it. We'll see what Miss Piggy um, does in terms of uh, making quite an appearance on that show. I'm sure, I'm sure she'll just be absolutely full on. And um, yeah, she is, it's Miss Piggy. Come on. <laughs> um, we've got the final cast for the Knives Out 2 film being directed by Ryan Johnson. It's going to be on Netflix. Jessica Henwick from... Um, you know, we obviously know her from Iron Fist. Uh, she's going to be in Matrix 4 as well. And she's been in a few other things as well. Um, she has been cast in the sequel. So now we've got the full cast. That includes Daniel Craig, Dave Bautista, Janelle Monet, Catherine Hahn, Edward Norton, Leslie Odom Jr., Kate Hudson, Madeline Klein, and now Jessica Henwick. That is some cast. It's just crazy. Absolutely crazy. It's a big cast. Really, really big cast. That's that's great. So we're looking forward to that. Um, yeah, so hopefully that should start filming eventually very soon. I don't know when, but yeah, we look forward to that. Code 8. Now, if you remember, this is the um, crowdfunded movie that was done by um, Robbie and Stephen Amell. You know, they, they put it on Indiegogo to get it crowdfunded. Because remember, they did, did a short many years ago and released it on um, Netflix. It was like an eight-minute short, I think it was. And then it proved to be really popular. Um, they put it on Indiegogo and got, you know, fair amount of money for it. I think quite, quite a lot of money. <laughs> and so because of that, um, it was going to be on Queeby, which has now been, which is a bit in the dust because they're going to do it in a short form um, for Queeby. But then obviously that, that bit in the dust. So Netflix has landed the worldwide rights to Code 8 Part 2. Yes, we are getting a sequel to Code 8. So, um, yeah, so, th so they've, they've acquired the rights for that. Um, and it sounds like it's going to be really good because um, it says it here that it's the streamer's first original Canadian English language feature acquisition. Um, and obviously both Robbie and Stephen Amell will be reprising their roles from the first film as well. Uh, the storyline, or should I say the, the, the synopsis for the second part says, In part two, after witnessing the murder of her brother and subsequent cover-up, a teenage girl with abnormal abilities seeks the help of an ex-con, Robbie Amell, and his former partner in crime, Stephen Amell. Together, they face a unit of corrupt police officers who deploy advanced robotic technology to prevent themselves from being exposed. I look forward to this, and I, I'm kind of glad that Netflix has taken the um, the rights for this, because there's a possibility, there's an opportunity as well to hopefully spin this off into like a series. I think it could be spinned off into a series, and there's no reason why not, um, because the universe for uh, Code Eight does look ex extremely interesting. I'm intrigued by it, um, so I would love to see Netflix if if the second part proves just as popular as the first one. I hope Netflix will take the um, onus on themselves to, you know, collaborate with both Amels and say, you know what, let's spin this off. Let, let's do some, let's, let's do a series, you know, or we can do more movies or whatever. Just, yeah, make a franchise out of it because I, I think it's well worth it. No no reason why not. So, yeah, so that's really good news for uh, for, for the Amels and for Code 8 as a whole. Really good. Bullet Train has now got a release date. April 8th, 2022, in theatres, and it has quite the cast. Um, 
it is it is a big cast is all i can say but i'm just doing it i'm just scrolling up and here we go so uh the action thriller stars brad pitt joey king andrew koji brian tyree henry michael shannon aaron taylor johnson hiroyuki sanada benito a martinez ocasio and sandra bullock so yeah quite a cast so yeah release date april 8th 2022 there we go we've got that so that's good um now the series manifest i don't know how many of you are aware of the show um i believe it was nbc yes so it's been cancelled on nbc after three seasons me and my me and the missus have watched the first two seasons and we need so we need to obviously get the third season watched i don't know if it has been been aired or or not but the fact that it's been cancelled after three seasons might suggest that it has already been aired i don't know um but yeah so save manifest was hashtag save manifest was trending worldwide after nbc cancelled manifest after three seasons despite creator jeff rake having a six season plan for the series now a couple of days later it was then announced that warner brothers tv and netflix are having conversations to 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 evaluate the viability of reviving manifest for a fourth season and subsequently hopefully the next two seasons after that um so i we, we we we've enjoyed it it's been described as the new lost in that case in that sense in that um passengers on a plane on their way back from was it jamaica um to were they going to los angeles or new york one i can't remember which one um yeah so they were on a plane and plane disappeared even though the people on the plane, you know, they went through some sort of turbulence. And as far as they were concerned, they landed at the time that they were supposed to land. But when they arrived, everybody is saying, you know, um, what what plane is this? Well, who are you? And it's like, well, they're saying this is who we are. This is the flight number and everything. And it's like, well, you've been gone for five years. This plane was reported missing for five years. It's like, oh, so like five years has passed. And it's like people have moved on. Either, you know people have either moved on people have waited trying to find out what's happened to their loved ones and all this sort of stuff yeah and then you've got the main characters um their brother and sister josh dallas is one of them um you know and they have this sort of supernatural connection you know some something's happened to them during their when they disappeared for for five years even though for them it was more like a minute um you know the turbulence lasted for about a minute if not if not a little bit more so yeah it's a, it's a it's a good concept it's a good 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 premise for the show um but yeah so cancelled after three seasons but i'm sure warner brothers tv and netflix should have some sort of disagreement whether one or the other is gonna um have the fourth season or they're collaborating to put the fourth season on netflix um remain we'll, we'll see so we'll, we'll who knows but yeah i would love if 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 the creator himself has got a six season plan let him finish it let him see it let, let, let him see it to the end so yeah i think it'll be good to get it revived um so we'll see what happens um scream the new the new reboot <laughs> or should i say the new one not not even remake because it's got the same actors from the first scream film so it's fully finished it's going to be released on january 14th 2022 um, the cast includes Neve, Neve Campbell, David Arquette, Courtney Cox, Melissa Barrera, Dylan Minnette, uh, Mason Gooding, Jack Quaid, Jasmine Savoy Brown, Marley Shelton and Jenna Ortega. So yeah, the original three of Neve, David and Courtney, they're, they're, in, they're, they're in this film, in this new Scream film. Um, yeah, so January 14th, 2022. There you go. 
Um, Shamar Moore has been cast in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. All I'm going to say about that. Um, interesting addition, so we'll see how that um, goes for him. Um, Vin Diesel has suggested that there could be a Don Toretto solo movie or prequel. Um, so obviously, as I say, Fast 9 comes out in the UK next week. Um, the Mrs. and I, we watched the first, very first of Fast and the Furious the other week. Um, we were supposed to have started watching them all to get, to get all the first eight finished. But I doubt we're going to see it before the film's released. But we'll, we'll probably take our time. To be honest, I'm not really in a hurry to go and see Fast 9 in the cinemas. Um, you know, I'm not, not going to be like, oh, I'm going to go and see it on release date on the day that it's released. Because that's what I normally would do. I would go and see a film on its on the day of release. But nowadays, with the pandemic and everything, I'm like, you know what, there's no real hurry you know, at the end of the day, um, I'll see it when I see it. If I don't see it at the cinema, then I'll get it on home release. Um, so, yeah, I know I know films like this, you're meant to go and watch it in a big screen and such things like that. But the pandemic has basically taught me that, you know what, if you don't see it at the cinema, wait for it to be on home release. You know, we've, we've got a big enough TV, we've got a good enough sound system. I'm happy. I'm, you know, so, yeah. Plus, I've got to pay for the bus to go to the cinema. You know, the missus, if we're driving, she's got to get petrol. And then if she wants to eat out and get a, get a drink, all this stuff adds up, you see. Yes, I've got Limitless, so I, I can effectively see the film for free. Um, so it'll only just cost me the bus, a bus ticket um, to go and see the film. But these things do add up at the end of the day. So, yeah. But like I say, yeah. Uh, Vin Diesel suggesting that there could be a Don Toretto solo movie or prequel, which wouldn't be a bad thing. Um, it would be interesting to find out the roots of... The, the Toretto family in that sense, you know, how they got into 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 racing, you know, because the first Fast and Furious film, you know, Dom is talking to Paul Walker's um, Brian O'Connor um, about his dad and what happened to his dad and the guy that he brutally beaten with, with a wrench as well um, because, you know, he essentially felt like he was responsible for his dad's death. Um, yeah, so it would be good to see all of that sort of stuff, you know, because when I was wa when we were watching the first film, I thought, would it be such a bad idea to look into those side of things and then find out a bit more about Jacob, who's been played by John Cena in Fast 9 as well. We could look at that history as well, you know, why did they suddenly lose touch? Why did Dom and Jacob separate, you know, um, are they from the same dad, different mothers, who knows, you know, we, we're not really too sure on those, those specifics. But again, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing seeing that side of things. So I welcome, you know, like a solo movie or a prequel to Don Toretto's life, you know, way back when. And when he first met Letty as well, because Jordana Brewster's character, Mia, talking to Brian O'Connor, basically saying how, yeah, Mia, um, Letty got his attention and she got her, he, he got hit, um, she got his attention, he got her attention, all that sort of stuff. So again, the seeds were already planted in the first film. So it's like, yeah, why not? Why can't we see something like that? Um, and then, yeah. And the other thing I noticed is the in the first film, I'm sure, did I mention this? I can't remember if I mentioned this last week, but I'm going to say it again anyway. But in the first film, you notice the uh, the chain, the, the cross that we've seen in all these subsequent recent films. Dom is actually wearing that in the first film. You do actually see him wear that chain. He is wearing that cross necklace in the first film. For, only for a brief moment but we do see it so yeah there's a good good connection there um because that's used as the wedding band for him and letty um later on i think it was in was it 
after Fast and Furious, so Fast Five. Um, so yeah, that that's 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 where we see the significance of that um, of that of that necklace, and obviously later on, in other um, films as well. Because even was it Fast and Furious as well, um, where Luke Hobbs, uh, aka Dwayne Johnson, enters the fray. So yeah, all all it's all connected. Basically, it's all connected. So all good. Um, now, I mentioned Hiroyuki Sanada being in Bullet Train. Well, he's now been cast in John Wick Chapter 4. That's all, that's all, that's all you need to know. <laughs> he is now being cast in John Wick Chapter 4. So he was in Mortal Kombat very, fairly recently. Obviously, we saw him in Avengers Endgame briefly as well. Um, yep, yeah, and then, like I say, he's going to be in Bullet Train. He was also in Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, uh, which is a good segue because... Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead has now topped the streaming charts for its debut weekend. It's basically um, done pretty well in terms of, um, you know, viewership and such. Um, you know, it was far and away the most viewed title on Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus and Amazon Prime video for the week. So this is this has been the week between May 17th and 23rd. It racked up an, an, a huge amount of minutes 913 million minutes of viewing time for the week which is an equivalent to about 6.17 million full plays of the two hour 20 and 20 sorry two hour and 28 minute film that's crazy absolutely crazy and unfortunately um jupiter's legacy was previously number one which had 1.2 billion 1.02 billion minutes of viewing and has dropped six by sixty percent to just four hundred and five million. So it's a steep drop, which may give some insight into Netflix's decision to, you know, scrap the series a month after its debut. Which it's a real shame for the show, but there you go. Um, so yeah, our, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead doing really, really well, really, really well. So that's great, great to see. Um, there's been a teaser released for Geralt for the se for season two of The Witcher. Much in the same vein as it did as it did for Siri during um, Netflix's Geek Week last week. Um, so I'm guessing they might do it for specific characters. So if Siri was last week, Geralt this week. I would imagine next week is probably going to be Yennefer, and whoever knows after that as well. So we'll we'll see. I still need to rewatch season one before season two actually begins. So I've got to make sure I get I get onto that very very soon. Um, not much in the Disney Marvel um, park. Um, and speaking of park, <laughs> Park Seo June has been cast in Nia Da Costa's The Marvels. Um, not much else in that, to be perfectly honest. I don't think we actually know who he or they are playing. Um, let me just have a look. Let's see. Did I even pull this out of the bag? Um, Okay, well, the website that it's on is in, um, it's not even in English, uh, it appears to be in, I don't even know what language it actually is, to be honest, sorry, um, from Korean. So, yeah, so Park Soo-Joon is joining the Marvels, um, and we, let's have a look, do we know who they're playing? Uh... Do, 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 do. Was offered to prefer that, that. Yeah. Nope. No indication as to who they're playing. Got no idea. So, but yeah, that's that's basically all, all we know is that they are going to be in um, in in the film. So um, yeah, we'll see. 
we'll see how that plans out. Um, so moving swiftly on, uh, Disney Plus. So Beauty and the Beast prequel series has now been greenlit. I'm, sh I'm sure I remember hearing discussions about this. Um, that um, they were going to do a prequel series for Beauty and the Beast. So it has been greenlit. Josh Gad and Luke Evans will return as both LeFou and Gaston with Brianna Middleton as as Tilly as well. So, um, yep, there we go. Live action. Um, I'm guessing it's live action. <laughs> if you're bringing back both Josh Gad and Luke Evans, it must got to be live action. Yeah, there we go. Beauty and the Beast prequel series for LeFou and Gaston. Very good. And following the success of Loki, which is doing pretty well, if you've seen the second episode, oh my god, I wasn't expecting that reveal at the end so early on, um, but we've got four episodes left, so we're a third of the way through through, through the first uh, through, through the series already, so, but oh my god, yes, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, but following the success of Loki being released on Wednesday, Disney Plus is now shifting all of its upcoming original series premiere dates from Fridays to Wednesdays. Um, movies will still be so like premiere access plus movies will still be released on Fridays um, but otherwise you know things like uh, what if she-hulk um, Hawkeye they're gonna be releasing on Wednesdays now so um, but yeah but Disney plus original movies and Disney plus premiere access movies will continue to release on Friday so Good market employee. I mean, obviously, WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier were both released on Fridays. Um, but Loki has proved to be so popular on a Wednesday. It's like, okay, let's do that. And plus, if you think about it, you're moving the TV shows on a Wednesday. You're not coinciding with the likes of, say, you know, um, like, for example, you've got, obviously, uh, Black Widow coming out on Friday the 9th of July. So and that's going to be on Disney Plus Premiere Access as well. So you get the shows out on the on, on the Wednesday, gives time pe people time to watch a show on the Wednesday, then they can then watch the film on a Friday. So you even it out, you space it out. Good, every something for everybody in that sense, um, as well, which is really good, really really good. So that's great. Um, so that's 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 for Marvel. Uh, onto some the HBO Max and WBDC related stuff. Andy Muschietti has shared some new costume logos. Uh, we got a look, obviously, at the Batman Returns logo with the little splash of what appears to be blood on it with the new um, emblems, sort of like the Batman Returns, you know, Michael Keaton's sort of updated Batman Returns costume. Uh, we got one for The Flash himself. So Ezra Miller's costume, uh, we've, got, we've got a look at the logo. It's very intricate very circuitry as well which would indicate that's going to be i want to say some time travel is going to be involved in that sense but the way that it's designed it looks very very it just looks great it looks awesome it looks absolutely gorgeous as well and then yesterday he released the supergirl costume logo which looks so much like henry cavill's costume so would indicate that um Sasha Kaye's Supergirl is in the same universe as um, Superman, Henry Cavill's Superman. But the, um, so it's designed pretty much similar. The S does look a little bit smaller, slightly more inward in some parts, um, especially around the, the bend at the back. Um, but where the middle of the, the, the S is, you know, like Henry Cavill's has got Kryptonian um, glyphs around uh, through the middle well it's the same for Sasha Kaye's as well um and the um the linguist um I can't remember her name but the person who was responsible for the linguist who did who designed the language 
for for Man of Steel and then subsequently BVS, um, she has confirmed that it is the same Kryptonian language, but what is said on Sasha Kaye's S is different to Henry Cavill. So they're not the same, they are different. So they're obviously saying different things, um, which which again, but if you look at the costume, you can see the design, you can see the intricacies, you can see the way that it looks. It's exactly like um, Henry Cavill's um, suit, which which just begs to say, you know, maybe they are part of the, you know, that she is part of the DCEU. Although there's been speculation that Sasha Kaye's Supergirl, because she's also cut her hair short, because if you see her Instagram post, you'll see that she's posted a picture of herself doing makeup. She's cut her hair short. Um, that... This could be the Supergirl from the Injustice comics. Now, this isn't the Supergirl like Kara Zor-El. This is Lara Lane Kent, who is the daughter of both Superman and Lois. This is Superman and Lois's unborn child that was killed when the Joker took Lois's life, which then made Superman kill the Joker. And basically, that's how Injustice the game essentially started um so these this is from the prequel comics but this apparently lara lane kent she's actually in the, in a dream superman is having a dream about his daughter you know how she would look you know teaching her her power you know to control her powers and such things like that um you know so and the way that the costume is designed like the top part of it above the s is very it's red and then the bottom part, sort of like midway part from the S bottom, is all blue. So you've got the S with its traditional gold and red. And then, let us say, at the top of the S, you've got the, the red. And then it's blue on the other side of it as well. So so that, that's the speculation. That's probably where people are leaning towards. Because that's what Lara Lane Kent's costume looks like as well. It's like red at the top, blue at the blue from from the bottom at the top half that is um so if that is the case if she is laura lane kent from a different universe and somehow gets transported into our into the dceu i don't know um time travel multiversal travel um because the flash can do that he can travel not just between you know time but he can also travel between universes as well um so he has that ability so who knows who knows? And that's also, you know, maybe she's in the same universe as Ben Ayers, but, um, Michael Keaton's Batman. You know, she could be in that universe as well. So that remains to be seen. But yeah, so like I say, really like the costume, really like the way that it looks. Um, I'm guessing we'll also be treated to Ben Affleck's logo at some point. Maybe it's going to be updated. Maybe it's going to look different. It might look the same. Who knows? But we're waiting to see how that turns out. So yeah, just... Follow if you follow Andy Andy Muschietti on on Instagram, you'll see that he's posted that as well. And on the flip side of that, Boss Logic, um, the, the renowned artist who's done a lot of official like movie posters and such, and he's collaborated with The Rock and Jim Lee for that move, motion poster that they did for Black Adam uh, when it was when they first announced that Black Adam was coming. Um, he is basically given people hope. Uh, because obviously we still want Ray Fisher to appear in the Flash movie because we know he was going to be an important part of it. Uh, but he's basically gone ahead and posted a picture of Cyborg's chest piece um, as if it was posted by Andy Muschietti on Instagram. And um, and I, I just I just retweeted it, quote tweeting it saying, don't give me hope from um, 
Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye or Ronin from uh, Avengers Endgame. <laughs> it's like, don't do that. Don't give me hope. Please don't do that. So, yeah, I, I would love... We, we, we want Ray Fisher to be in this film because um, he, he, he's an important part of it, but we know what's been going on behind the scenes, so we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. <clears throat> We've got our first look at Alan Scott's daughter, Jade. Yes, she is appearing in Stargirl Season 2. Trailer for that has also been released as well. So we obviously get a look at Jade. Um, we obviously see our heroes themselves. Um, you know, we've got Courtney who wants to continue being a superhero. She doesn't want to continue high school or go to college or anything like that. But you've got Pat and her mum basically telling her, look, you know, being a superhero, it's not it's not just, you can't do it 24-7. So you've got to continue your life as normal because, you, you know, it's not just about being a superhero 24-7. Um, you've got to focus on having a normal life as well. And she's like, well, how can I, you know, when there's bad people out there and, you know, and this and all this and that has happened as well. You know, we've seen what happened in the first season. We know Eclipso's coming as well. Um, Shade as well is obviously coming. Um, and is it Shiv? Obviously, she's going to be another the one of the other antagonists as well. She's the one who obviously is bringing Eclipso into the world. So... Excuse me. So yeah, it's all it's all going to be happening in season two of Stargirl. So that's going to be releasing in August, I believe. I think it's twelfth of August. That's going to be on the CW. So I look forward to that. Um, so now we move on to the meaty part of the um, of of what I was going to talk about, and I've been teasing this obviously. So Harley Quinn season three um, for HBO Max. Obviously, we know, we know it's a very adult orientated show. It's got F-bombs, swear words, the full shebang and all sorts of sexual innuendos and everything as well going on. So apparently DC asked the Harley Quinn team to remove a scene from season three in which Batman performs oral sex on Catwoman. Because apparently they say heroes don't do that. And I'm thinking, what? This is an adult orientated show. And you're saying Batman doesn't go down on Catwoman. Or that at least he shouldn't do that. And the internet went into a frenzy. People tweeting hashtag Batman does or Batman goes down. Uh, even Val Kilmer got involved where he actually tweeted a gif of himself as Batman with Nicole Kidman's um, Dr. Meridian Chase, um, you know, in in that scene on the rooftop where she turns on the bat signal for the first time to get his attention. <laughs> and um, then Zack Snyder weighs in with a picture somebody i don't know if he's commissioned somebody to do this but somebody actually drew a, you know did some did, did did a comic rendition of batman performing oral sex on catwoman on a rooftop in gotham zach tweeted it just simply with the word canon c-a-n-o-n and everybody just went into a frenzy about it. And I even quote tweeted just basically saying, Zach, you gloriously magnificent bastard. And then not long after that, <laughs> about a day or two later, um, if that anyway, not even not even that long. David F. Sandberg, the Shazam director, decides to get in on the act, posts a picture with Shazam slash Captain Marvel holding a Nikon camera 
as if to say he's feel he's taken a picture of Batman going down on Catwoman. Somebody actually joined these pictures together. David F. Sambo just tweeted a picture with the word Nikon. That was it. As if to indicate from Zach's tweet to say Canon, as in the camera, the make of the camera. And then he's come back with Canon, with Nikon, the make of the camera as well. <laughs> it's like the way that the, the, the picture's done, you could actually join them together. And people have done that. People have actually joined both pictures together as if to show Shazam just, you know, standing on one side, taking a picture of Batman going down on Catwoman. It's just hilarious. And, and I'm like, how can they say that heroes don't do that? What do you think heroes do in their off time? Black Canary and Green Arrow, Superman and Lois. I mean, Barry Allen and Iris West. You think they don't do sexual acts like this? You know, I mean, guess even the Joker and Harley at one point, and now Harley and Poison Ivy. <laughs> but they say, no, heroes don't do that. I'm like, no, let them do that. Why, why can't they do that? This is why you've got this show. This is why you've got Harley Quinn, the show, that's adult orientated. You, 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 why? What? What? Because <laughs> you want to sell toys. Well, if you're going to sell toys, there's no reason why you can't sell adult toys in that format. You know, come on. You've got a mark. There's a gold mine right there for you, DC. Heaven's sake. I'm sure. I'm sure. There's a. Um, a, a there's definitely a, a porn parody of Justice League or something out there where Batman does go down on Catwoman and obviously doing more than just going down on Catwoman. But, I mean, come on. It's comedy. It's hilarious. We can joke about stuff like this. Why can't we have Batman going down on Catwoman? Come on. <laughs> people want to see... Give the people what they want, DC. Give them what they want. They want to see Batman going down on Catwoman. So many people have been going absolutely like crazy about it it's just it's so funny it really is hilarious it's just it's brilliant so yeah it's caused a frenzy um yeah i think dc are just being prunes prudes rather about it um yeah come on get over it guys it's it's hilarious let, let, let them have that you know i hope it's on like a deleted scene or something if it gets if it ever gets released on blu-ray the harley quinn series i hope they put that on a on a deleted scene because it'll be absolutely hilarious um the Willy Wonka origin film that's starring Timothy uh, Chalamet, just have to get my tongue sorted there, uh, which is called Wonka, uh, is going to be a musical origin story set in the mid-19th century England during the Industrial Revolution. There you have it. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy has said that Furiosa will begin filming in August in Australia, so that's being prepared. Uh, John Boyega has so they've done a there's an article here um, called the uh, it's uh, it's a feature regarding a lot of uh, big name actors Jonathan Majors Reggae Jean Page Josh O'Connor who played Prince Charles in season four of The Crown Chris Rock and John Boyega himself they did like a um, a roundtable um, for the the Hollywood Reporter um, you know uh, basically talking about the you know the the work that they've done and such things like that even like i say it says it here that my family doesn't want to be overwhelmed by my backside that's reggae john page uh chris rock john Berg and the thr drama actor roundtable jonathan majors and josh o'connor also joined the discussion about 
family reactions to sexy roles, how actors are, are the are the empathy bridge in Hollywood and why on-set support goes a long way, as in your fellow actors will give you more jobs than your reps, which is true, I suppose. Um, but John Boyega, he basically uh, went on record to say that he would love to have Jonathan Majors or Reggae Jean Page play Superman. He basically quotes, it's quoted him saying, I want one of you guys to just go in there and fly. Just someone with knotted hair, fly. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to the actual full sort of combo about that because um, it, it it prompted me to um, to tweet something about it because I, I thought to myself, oh, actually, this could this could actually go into a different di direction. So the question was asked from Hollywood Report. It said, for all of you, I'm hoping you can complete this sentence. I wish Hollywood would cast me as A. And then that's when John Boyega chimed in and said, oh, I want Re brother Reggae as Superman or Jonathan. I want one of you guys just to go in there and fly. Just someone with knotted hair, fly. Uh, Majors replied, wicked. Boyega says, Josh, I'd love to see you as a villain. And Chris, I'd love to see you as a villain also. Something really dark and messed up. But then Chris Rock basically added, saying that he was actually cast in Superman 20 years ago when Nick Cage was going to play Superman. So you know Superman lives. Well, he said there was wardrobe fittings, miniature sets. He was hanging out with Tim Burton. Um, and the whole thing obviously fell apart. And uh, Reggae on Page says, well, have you ever seen Kevin Smith talk about the movie falling apart? Because we remember the, you know, talking about that. And obviously there was the uh, documentary um, about that as well. You know, Page says that he listens to this Kevin, Kevin Smith talking about it once a year just to keep him grounded about the Hollywood process. And then Rock, you know, Chris Rock replies saying, yeah, I was going to be Jimmy Olsen. So there's a part of me that's like, man, where's my superhero movie? I was this close. So Chris Rock would have been the first black Jimmy Olsen on live action. I, I, yeah, I, obviously McCad Brooks played James Olsen on Supergirl for a few seasons, but Chris Rock would have been the first a black Jimmy Olsen. Oh my God, that, that wouldn't be such a bad thing. You know, I'm still not particularly hung up on, um, you know, too, too big on Nick Cage playing Superman. Um, but, Chris Rock as Jimmy Olsen. Okay, I, I can I can buy that, you know. Um, but then, like I say, because of John Boyega's, you know, what he said that he wanted either Reggae or Jonathan to play Superman, I basically quote tweeted and said, okay, what about if you had Jonathan Majors as, um, I said, who did I say? So I said, John Boyega as Valzod. Uh, Jonathan Majors as... Um, John Henry Irons and Reggae Jean Page as Calvin Ellis. There's your three black supermen. No need to pay me warners. There's your three black supermen right there. Boyega as Valzod, Majors as John Henry Irons, aka Steel, and Reggae Jean Page as Calvin Ellis, aka Superman of Earth 23. Done. There it is. No need to pay me. Get that sent to Tartan Hesey Coates. Get that script written up. Job done. There's your three supermen. Your three black supermen. You don't need to change Kalel black. There they are. You've got them. I've given you I've given you your 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 cast for your black Superman Warners. Job done. No need to pay me. Why can't you do that? Why can't that be the uh, the direction that you go down? But never mind. Um James Gunn has said that the Suicide Squad is two hours and twelve minutes long and it does have an end credit scene as well. So uh we look forward to that. Uh Wunmi Musaku, who's currently on um, on obviously on Loki. She has shared how Zack Snyder made her feel comfortable during her role in Batman v Superman. And if you remember, she was her character. 
um, was um, quite... Um, the story for her character wasn't well used in the theatrical release of Batman v Superman. Again, parts of her story was missing. Um, but she does say how, um, you know, Zack Snyder and Holly Hunter, who plays um, Senator June um, Finch, uh, made her feel like she belonged on set. So she, she said that, you know, she absolutely um, is, you know, giving credit to, uh, to Zack. Um, she said that she learned a lot just by being, you know, by being, um, by being on, you know, Holly Hunter's side. Uh, she was scared of taking up space and time, but she and Zach, you know, both Holly and Zach were like, you know what, let's work on this, um, on this scene. Let's take the time to figure it out. She didn't know that you could do that, you know, up until then. She just thought you just had to say your lines and bugger off as quickly as possible. I felt like I was small, but they made me feel like no one is small. They made me feel like I was necessary and that all the characters were necessary. And at the, and the time to get the scene right is absolutely necessary because you are necessary. So I really remember feeling that and learning that on that set. So you see, that's how Zach makes people feel. Um, you know, Wouldn't Me has come out basically giving her appreciation and credit to, to Zach as well. Like many people that have worked with him have done um nobody has spoken ill of zach so i do not understand why these blue check marks and critics and bloggers are all like you know hung up on zach and wanted to wanting him to not not do any films anymore this that and the other oh he's the reason that autumn snyder killed herself and all all of this ridiculous abuse that they send to him i don't i don't get it he's a nice guy what has he done to you what has he done to you honestly seriously i mean who who the hell threw the hornet's nest into your garden seriously just stop it. It's, it just doesn't get you anywhere. So yeah, so that's Wunmi Musaku. She she's very she she she's very happy with um, how Zach made her feel as well. So that's good, really really good. Um, and speaking of Zach, um, Zach Snyder's Justice League has been at the top of the UK home entertainment chart for a fifth week in a row. So it's doing really well um in that sense um zach also tweeted saying um you know that this is awesome he's he's really pleased about it as well that he can't thank fans enough for it um you know it's 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 doing really well it's been it's been in the top two um you know since since its release obviously here in the uk um and it's fighting with godzilla, godzilla versus kong um but yeah no it's, do, it's doing really well and um yeah and obviously the um steel books the, the the blu-rays are now released as well um it says it here that waterborough zack snyder's justice league returned to number one on the uk's official film chart following a photo finish race with the studios godzilla versus kong with just 550 unit sales separating the two titles zack snyder's justice league scooped its fifth non-consecutive week at the top boasting this week's highest sales on DVD and Blu-ray disc, while Godzilla vs. Kong uh, at number two is the week's biggest seller on digital download. So there you go. It's doing really well, you know. Um, I mean, I bought two copies. I bought the steel book as well as the, the regular um, 4K version as well of uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. So, um, yeah, it's it's well worth its money. It's well worth its weight in gold. <laughs> really, really good. Um, and finally... The first three episodes of Titan Season 3 is going to be releasing on August 12th on HBO Max. Trailer for that has been released. It's a 45-second trailer. We get hints at the Joker crowbarring Jason Todd. We get we get to see Jason Todd as Red Hood. Um, they're borrowing scenes from the uh, Batman Under the Red Hood film where 
Todd is seen to be approaching a gang of um, criminals where he's got the bag of, you know, full of, full of the heads of the criminals that he throws down and everything. And they're, they're trying to shoot at him and such. So there's that connection there. Uh, we do see Ian Glenn's Bruce Wayne. Uh, we see all the other characters as well. Um, you're hearing a voice in the background saying how Gotham has this special breed of, of criminals, which reminded me straight away of the Joker's um, line from um, The Dark Knight that's spoken by Heath Ledger saying, you know, this city deserves a better class of criminal and I'm going to give it to, give it to them. So I posted the, uh, the, the teaser on my Instagram with that quote because it just resonated, basically. Uh, but poor Jason. Poor Jason, going to an amusement mile all by himself to confront the Joker, only to get met with a crowbar. So, um, yeah, so we'll look forward to that. Um, yeah, so that's the first three episodes will be released on HBO Max, and then subsequently, every week after that, will be uh, a new episode as well. Um, and that's it. That's everything. So I want to say thank you very much for listening. Um, a quick mention about my Patreon podcast. Um I've decided to go ahead and just do all the uh, design logos myself. I've been pretty much busy at it, tinkering here and there. Um, I've essentially showed a couple of people um, a preview of the page and they've come back and said, yep, that looks fine. Um, you know you, you, you know exactly what you're doing. You're marketing it right. You're, you're showing exactly what, what, what people are, what you're about and such. Um, so, yeah, it's very, very to the point. So I thought, OK, that will do. So I'm going to. Get ready. Obviously, I've got to get all of my Superman and Lois reviews recorded. Um, I'm going to record, is it episode 10 that's been, that's been aired this week, which was phenomenal, by the way. Um, just absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, let me just check. Yeah, so, Oh Mother, Where Art Thou? That's, that's the episode. So, I'm going to record that. Um, and then, like I say, I think what I'll do is I will wait for all the episodes to finish so for the entire first season to finish and then i'll drop all of this all the episodes on patreon and obviously in, in the run-up to that i will let everybody know exactly how they can um subscribe sign up and all that and what it's just going to be one tier i'm only going to do one tier it's probably going to be about three quid a month or something like that so yeah just the one tier but um going forward if it proves to be popular um, I might start doing other shows. I may also do like um, comic books and movies as well. So um, not just new movies, but maybe some old movies as well. I might, you know, look back at some old comic book films and say, OK, let's let's watch this and let's review it. Let's talk about it and such as well. Um, so that, that'll be something I wouldn't mind doing. So um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But just thought I'd let you know anyway that that's in the pipeline. So once again, thank you all very much for listening. It's been a real pleasure. As always, take care of yourself, stay safe, stay sane, and as always, be kind. Thank you and goodbye.